What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Cool Colas here, and you are now tuning into a new episode of the Pro Black Blurred Kingdom Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be exploring a couple different topics. I'm going to start off by answering the question, who do black boys have to look up to? I'm also going to be talking about my thoughts on the character Sam Wilson. I'm going to talk about multi-trope characters. I'm going to talk about my thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier as a TV show. And I want to also talk about the character Isaiah Bradley. I'm going to talk about black representation versus black ownership. And at the very end, I'm going to talk about the roast of the Shea Butter Sambos. I made a post somewhat recently on Instagram and I and what I was talking about was off the backs of the lack of black male representation in the Wakanda Forever movie. I spoke about who little boys have to look up to in the comic and entertainment realm. If you remember when they first announced that Holly Bailey would be playing Ariel for The Little Mermaid. There was a commercial with little black girls and it showed how many of them were excited and in bliss to see someone who looks like them on television. At some point, there were several clips of little girls giving their reaction to seeing her on screen. As happy as I am personally to have little girls see someone who looks like them on screen, there is a lot to speak about with this, and I'm going to need a pretty big shovel to dig all this shit up, to be honest with y'all. For one, this to some extent is Disney's way to pander to the emotionality of the black woman, making them the face of black folks while implementing some of their other tactics. This is also the race swap carbon copy trope that I have spoken about, and it's happening in full effect. This is also a ploy to divide the black community by polarizing the interest of black males. They see themselves not being represented, and they're upset about it. And then this, in turn, makes black women upset because they believe that brothers have issues with them personally versus having issues with Disney or any other big media company. The reality is brothers don't blame or even want to besmirch sisters whatsoever. Even the ones who disagree with Disney's and other big companies' decisions. Our issue really is with the white supremacists and in this case with Disney. Think about it for a second. Disney doesn't even have a black prince whatsoever. Even in the Little Mermaid movie that's set to come out, they never race-swapped Ariel's love interest. Regardless of all said issues, the fact still remains that little boys who watch television or cartoons do not have anyone to look up to and find their joy. And I said this as a result of them killing off T'Challa, who, despite my gripes with the character, was a positive, masculine, black role model. 
And I presented a criteria that is specifically avoided by white supremacists in Disney and other big time media platforms. Why do we never see a black male character in these comic and Disney-esque spaces that is a main character, authentic, straight, so heterosexual, masculine, not comic relief, not docile, has no strange uh, trope attached, is not effeminate, and is not LGBT. In reality, this seems like a big ask, but I promise you that this is not a big request. It's just something that is purposely not done, so it sounds like it's a big request. Now, on Instagram, I got some flack for this post, and most of this was because of my inclusion of LGBT as a criteria, but I'll get into that a little bit later in the episode. I want to get back to the lesson here. Now that T'Challa is officially killed off, what black superhero males fits the criteria that I just presented to you? To me, the next closest most likely would have been Luke Cage or Black Lightning. Unfortunately, Luke Cage had constant woman issues and was made to be the angry Negro later on in season two of his show. And Black Lightning couldn't get his shit popping with Lynn at at all because Lynn was a first class bitch. And y'all know it's true. And think about this too. Both shows are dead and gone. The truth is that the criteria I presented if you gender swapped it and kept everything the same would not be the most ideal for black women either. But not all of their female characters are dead and gone. That's the thing. As a matter of fact, they have numerous characters coming soon beyond Ariel, at least for us to see on screen. What black men who meet the criteria that I presented do black boys have to look to when they watch TV is my question, though. And, you know, one of my commenters expressed to me that one person they would like to see is Sam Wilson, to see him more on screen, that is. They told me that they were excited to see what they do with his character in a potential Captain America 4 movie. Given that Sam Wilson is indeed a black male and a character that can be seen as somewhat popular now, I wanted to give my thoughts on his influence as a black character that young boys could look to. And I'll start with the good or neutral things here. In my personal opinion... Sam Wilson is cool. In theory, the character seems all right. And I think Anthony Mackie does a good job in portraying the role. Overall, I would even go as far to say that I did enjoy Falcon and the Winter Soldier as a show. Also, the Falcon as a bird is seen as king in African culture. It always has been. It's the only bird that can look directly into the sun without any issue and keep doing its thing. The peregrine, I hope I said that right, falcon, is almost is also the fastest bird in flight as well, too. 
it's cool that they gave this honor to a brother to some extent, if I'm being honest. But here are my issues with the character. Sure, little black boys could see Sam Wilson on screen and envision him as a black man who's a superhero that they can look up to. But if I'm being honest, our boys really deserve better. They deserve authenticity. They deserve someone who stands on integrity. They deserve a tropeless black male character. Beyond Fastos, Sam Wilson might possibly be one of the most trope-heavy black male characters I have seen. And I'm going to break that all down for you as we talk here. First of all, we need to check the history on these characters. Sam Wilson is a representation of tokenism and wishful thinking. I made a post on social media a while back, and it was called Sam Wilson from Pimp to Token. On this post, I talked about how Sam was a pimp and a hustler or portrayed as one originally in the comics when he was known as Snap Wilson. To some extent, this portrayed a negative stereotype of black men. But ultimately, the goal was also to try and make him look cool. But then they kind of played on some white saviorism type shit. As soon as he started dealing with Captain America, all of a sudden he got his shit together and straightened his life out. It's like he was the nigga on the street that needed to be humbled and groomed into a better nigga. And see, they do this in white supremacy, if I'm being honest. They create a black character who's flawed. And they make a statement that it took a white hero to motivate him to start doing good. This, in a way, transitioned Sam Wilson into becoming what I believe is a token. I've told you all before about my carbon copy trope. Sam Wilson is an example of a carbon copy if we are speaking directly about mantle passing. Notice the mantle of Captain America was passed down to Sam Wilson from Steve Rogers. He dropped the Falcon name and actually became Captain America. Except he has a different race, different name, different personality, and a different origin story. The shell of who Captain America is is still there. But the whole story of the character who now has the mantle of Captain America is totally different. But the idea here is that the idea of knowing who Captain America was like as a hero did not go away. And the truth is y'all, y'all's hero, Captain America, like Steve Rogers we're talking about here, was selfish as shit. Dude was white privilege with a mighty shield. I mean, think about it. He grew up in a time where Jim Crow racism was rampant. 1941 to be exact. And the Jim Crow era lasted somewhere from the sometime in the 1870s through 1954. If he was such a hero to America, why didn't he use his superpowers to save its true builders? Why didn't he put a stop to slavery? And even considering the he must not have been aware argument some of y'all will try to pull out. In 2019, after the events of Thanos in Endgame, he should have been well aware of the atrocities done to blacks. But what did he do? 
he went back in time to kick it with his chick. Anyway, my point is his legacy is based on white privilege and that's what was passed on to Sam. It's a whole legacy of trying to redefine the mistakes of some privileged white dude instead of being an authentic character from scratch. Not to mention, there was an article coming out talking about how Sam had to, quote unquote, earn being Captain America, totally ignoring the factor that I had just presented. And this article that came out, by the way, was written by a black woman, I just had to say. That's right. The Shea Butter Samboism strikes again, I guess. And I'll get into that bullshit a little bit later, as I said. Basically, this woman wrote an article explaining how he needs to earn the mantle still. As if we didn't see Sam Wilson get his ass whooped all through the TV series he was in. As if he had not been training. And I read the whole article, by the way. You got Black Girl Magic out here talking about how he needs to earn it because he has harsh realities he needs to face, especially with him not being superpowered with the serum. What the fuck does not having a super serum cheat have to do with earning Captain America? Sam Wilson's character is not about living up to the prowess of the old one. It's about fulfilling a mission as a new Captain America. Hell, did Steve Rogers have to earn the mantle of Captain America? If I remember correctly, he had a little head start with the super serum and being able to fight crime. Here goes that old narrative. You black men gots to work twice as hard as a white boy to be worthy. I swear to God, you get some of these sisters on here sometimes and they just get to mammy-splaining and parroting anti-black talking points against black men like we just ain't shit. But I can't let her take that heat by herself if I'm being honest. You got the Sambo VP of Marvel, Nate Moore, who made a whole statement about him earning it. He said, we're going to put him through the ringer and make him earn it as if y'all ain't do that the whole damn show, beating him down and, and even having like that bank loan shit happen to him as well, too. I did a little examining of this man, by the way, too. In the pictures I saw, I detected some heavy white woman hankering. He got his arm around a couple of them in his pics. I don't know if that's his wife and in, in, in one of the pics, I don't know if that was his wife or or whatever the case was, but he had his arm tightly around one of them white women, too, in, in one of the pictures that I saw. And I'm like, damn, he holding her like it's an Oscar award. He about to give Becky the business when he get off the red carpet. And if you are dating interracially, this is no stab at you or no disrespect to you. But. I'm just saying he has the look and the action that screams that he would go out of his way to say some goofy shit like this. The point in all this is this world just loves beating up on brothers in comics the same way they love beating up on them in the workforce. No matter how much of a good old boy they are, they still deserve a beatdown according to white supremacy. It's always about putting us in our place. 
and th that what they said about Kyrie Irving when he shared that link about the Jews? I know that to some extent, it may have seemed like I was kind of caping for Sam Wilson here by even making the statement I just made. But what I'm really doing here is showing you all the dangers of mantle passing. When you get into this, if you get, when you get into this type of thing where you're, sorry, when you get into hypocrisy and degrading black characters, hold on one second. When you get into this mantle passing trope, what it ultimately boils down to is hypocrisy and degrading the black characters that are involved. And most of the time, the black character is a black male. And I want you all to think about it from this angle. White supremacists do the reverse of what they portray in their comics. They make it seem like they are either doing or create something godly or have some type of original hero. And it is us who has to live up to the standard that they created when often it's our people creating inventions or innovating something and white people steal it and act like it's theirs. Think about how white people back in the day would always take credit for black inventions or how in the case of superhero characters, they would take our gods in Egypt, turn them into whitewashed characters for DC and Marvel and repackage them and shoot them back to us in the form of movies and television shows. Too often are we, to some extent, asked to settle for the scraps we are given after the things that have to do with us are stolen from us, appropriated, miseducated, and then sold as if such things like it makes sense. Also, let me tell y'all about this post I had recently made pertaining to this topic and this goofy-ass Negro who decided to come onto my platform. And the post essentially was about everything I just discussed with Sam Wilson's character and about him going from being a pimp to being a, um, a token. And for the sakes of this conversation, we are going to call this fool Triple H. And that's not to be confused with Triple H, the game from WWE. Triple H stands for wholehearted hood rat. I call him that because this soft boiled asshat of a Negro decided to come onto my post that I made about Sam Wilson and he did some bitch ass shit I had no respect for. He was hood rat babbling. He was over here capitalizing words in this paragraph that he commented and started talking like a bitch. So, let me read to y'all what he said. I just get tired of black folks digging into Marvel, DC, and Disney about the origins, purpose, status, or African heritage of their characters. And he capitalized their characters. If you want to show better examples of heroes, he spelled heroes wrong, better backstories, authentic history, or just something new, he capitalized new, then write it, he capitalized write it, for God's sake. 
Nothing is stopping us from writing our own. It doesn't matter who likes it or much. I think he said it doesn't matter who likes it or much other black people support it. And then he said this in capital letters. Just be the change you want to see in the world. So this was all good and dandy. And, you know, I've told y'all before about the solution Sambo trope. The type of Negro to get on a platform and whine about solutions when they don't even know the problem. In the case of this Negro, it wasn't even him feeling the need to talk at me that irritated me. He did some hoe-ass shit that I did not respect prior to making this big-ass comment. This Negro got on that same post and tried to promote himself on my page, and he wasn't even following me. Then he made that comment. He said some shit like, if you want to see some real black characters, go follow my page, blah, blah, blah. He did some shit like that. Family, I have no type of respect for that bitch-ass shit, and I'm just going to have to get in, go in on his monkey ass. So I responded to this moron and I said, and I get tired of whiny Negroes like yourself who cause chaos for no good reason. If you don't get the hell off my page with that goofball energy typing like an emotional hood rat, I don't give a damn what you are tired of. If you are following me, you know I am working on building my own brand and showing the issues in comics in the meantime. You complain about being productive and then come on a man's page you don't even know, waste time, and babble. I also saw you tried commenting to promote yourself after being disrespectful. Don't ever come on here with that goofball nonsense again. And now that I'm looking at my comment, I should have said before because he did that shit before he made this stupid ass comment. So he responds back and this is what this nigga says. Man... I looked at your page and you make whining your day today, looking hella mad in your videos, pointing out other people's work and don't even have your own on display. My work speaks for itself. I'm sure I do everything better than you. And if you don't agree, put your work up. Don't worry, I won't be back regardless of what you say. I'm good knowing my work, and he capitalized work again, holds up and I don't waste time bitching about what I didn't create. I show and prove. Man, I've deleted that bullshit. And I want to give Triple H's bitch ass a formal response. First of all, you can calm your dusty ass down. Nigga, you were checking out my page because you were moist. What kind of grown ass man looks at another man's page and says, You you angry all the time. I smile with the cute on you, boo. If my day-to-day is whining, then your day-to-day is shopping at Victoria's Secret for your next pair of satin thongs, you milk biscuit bitch. And I did some research on you too. And what I found is you don't even have it popping like that. You have a YouTube channel with random unfunny-ass comedy skits and random videos looking like a black Nosferatu with chiclets for teeth. Also, no one knows who the fuck you are for you to be talking all that shit to a dude you don't even know. Only a desperate hoe would get on another man he don't rock with's page to promote himself on some feminine behavior shit. If your shit was popping like that, you would have stayed grinding like you claim. Instead of using that energy, trying to compare yourself to another man and babble on his platform. 
And by the way, bitch nigga, I'm not even an artist. I'm a writer. You're so desperate for attention that you have to compare yourself to a writer as an artist. If you did your research, you'd see that my work shows up. But I promise your shit won't be close to popping like mine when my brand comes out in full effect. You have no idea the, uh, the ideas I got stored in the bank. I've worked on my work, on my ideas, for nearly seven fucking years. And even without putting that stuff out there, I still have audio comics, a book, a podcast, a screenplay, articles, character drawings, and a well of information on Instagram to empower the black community that others are enthralled by when they hear me speak. So don't you ever form that jagged gate mouth of yours to speak ill on me like that again. The work is getting done, but in the process, I'm educating folks so they don't end up being soft-boiled bitches like you. And let me stop for a second, y'all, and tell, tell y'all something. A lot of you niggas get on to these platforms and say shit like, if you don't like something, make your own, blah, 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 blah. Y'all get on that train. And I'm all for that. I'm all for you making your own content. But here's the thing. When you make your own content, you're going to know what happens. And you don't get to be a consumer. Sometimes all you want to do is kick back and watch something and be surprised. And because of this ideal, you absolutely have the right to criticize something you believe you wasted your time watching. Since when did we get in an absurd world where the consumer should be browbeat for complaining about a shitty product? I just want to clear that bullshit up for a second before we move on. This is a two-sided coin, and we're not presenting both sides. Anyway... One thing I noticed is that Triple H is a tether who has to get on other dudes' platforms to make themselves look good. And I know he's a tether because of the way that his name sounds from what I saw. And the truth is, is that a lot of us FBA men, we don't do hating ass shit like that. Want to come on my page like a wet bitch with all that extra energy saying, you never see me again, man, you'll never see me. Good, nigga, good. Because the hood rat babble reeked of hot Cheetos and Rellos. Crying like a scorned hoe who busted out the windows of his baby daddy's car. Hopefully we don't see your ass again because your ass got deported up out here with your tethering ass. Hopefully we never see your ass again because you went to see a damn dentist to get that raggedy gate of a mouth fixed. Nigga, no one sees you. You are irrelevant. If your shit was popping like that, I'd be able to go on the internet now and search you and find you in seconds. And it took me damn near 10 minutes to find anything even remotely credible you did for work. Nigga thinks because he did some random drawings back in 2018, had a few on a Patreon and appeared on some random comedy skits with no big platform. By the way, he had 17 followers on YouTube that he's doing some big shit up there looking like Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story. Nigga over here looking like a black version of Cypher from the Matrix, but acts like Superhead and Spirit. A first-class hoe. Anyway, y'all, I just had to get that shit off my chest. That did not sit right with me. And this is a lesson, family. 
anytime you see a Negro compare himself to another man, like trying to actively compete with him, then you have to know he probably doesn't have it popping like he says. People who do the work are focused on the work. They aren't whining at other men about what their progress may or may not be. They won't have time for all of that because they will be focused on actually doing the work that they say they're doing. Anyway, back to Captain America, Sam Wilson. So I saw Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I like the show to keep it a buck with you. My favorite character on that show was Isaiah Bradley. And to me, he was somewhat of another layer of a woke character, not like Killmonger per se, but in a sense that he presented an awakening of the black consciousness. He experienced what it was like to be a black man and have a super serum versus Steve Rogers, who was a white man having his story with the super, super serum showcased. To me, he kind of represented what America tries to cover up about our people. The show kind of made him seem like that old nigga that I talked about who just was out of touch and and um, has no hope and was negative to Sam's plight. But I actually thought that he was an old black man that I could respect. I love how he got in Bucky's ass, first of all. Isaiah had called him out for being a killer. And when Bucky said he wasn't a killer anymore, Isaiah made a snide comment to how he gets to wake up and just decide to be someone different, whereas he never got that luxury. And he was 100% right. He ultimately was hinting at you know, Bucky being a white man and, and getting to go around and kill folks and then put it all in the past, alluding to his white privilege. Bucky was trying to, in some way, make it seem like the two of them had a commonality with them both being made to be soldiers in war. But then Isaiah started talking about all the greasy shit that they did to him just for being a hero who had to defeat him while he was going on his killing spree. He talked about how they put him in jail for 30 years and having tests run on him and all types of shit. I mean, his wife wrote him letters and they never allowed him to get them. And at some point she died and they and they basically made it known that like he had died himself as well, too. And they erased this man from history with him being the first super soldier to get the serum and to have work done and, and have tests ran on him. And this is symbolic family, if I'm being honest. This relates to how when our people do or have amazing things happen to them and how it gets covered up or it, or even not necessarily amazing things, terrible things in this case happen to them that show like the damage that was done to our people that a lot of people don't know about. We have all of these great inventions too, by the way, going back to the, the good things. We have all these great inventions and somehow we are indoctrinated not to even know about it, even beyond what we did in America. They tried to erase other factors related to African lineage. They tried to erase our history and just say that we're, we were slaves. Never mind, we had a rich history of creating math and science and other spectacular things that we brought onto other cultures that today are made to seem like, you know, are so much smarter than us. It also reminded me of the Tuskegee experiment and how they experimented on those blacks and tried not to bring that up especially when it came to like the jab. And you can even look at this from a different angle. 
it could be seen as somewhat positive as far as like a thing that they were trying to cover up with uh, the Isaiah Bradley thing because he was a black man and that was the first time that their super serum experiment actually was successful and so they were trying to cover it up that it was successful with a black man and then they did it I guess appropriately with Steve Rogers so I also got to say this too with Isaiah Bradley's character I love how they got how he got in Sam's ass too if you ain't bitter, you blind. That's deep there, right there. That was his quote. That, that's Isaiah's quote. That, that was deep. What have I always said to you all? There is a lot of joy in coonery and pretending like pro-blackness and consciousness is associated with negativity when the reality is that it's just awareness. Sam was cooning away in the second scene with him, by the way. He kind of had somewhat of a bootstraps vibe to him. He was talking to Isaiah Bradley, talking about some, oh, you could have been the next Captain America. Look, y'all, that's coonery. That that statement, the, the what I just told you all, that's coonery. This is why Sam's character is someone that I'm afraid for our boys to look at. You up here encouraging being a part of a racist legacy, like it's a flex. Or like it could have been a flex. You actually see the legacy of Captain America as an honor. He was up here talking about how the world is different and all this other shit too. Like the same, like racism doesn't like exist as badly. That's kind of the vibe that Sam was kind of given when he said, when he said that. Nigga, how the fuck is the world different? Your ass helped save the world on numerous occasions, even with a giant purple asshole who zapped half the damn population away and they wouldn't even give your ass a fair bank loan. My nigga, the world isn't different. The anti-black racism is covert and you being Captain America now and the world knowing it didn't stop you from being ill-treated just like any other black on the streets. And Isaiah called him out for that, for saying that goofy shit. He dragged the Negro for making it seem like jail was something that was of his own doing. And he's walking around at, like, you know, having Steve Rogers shield was an honor. He even took a shot at, um, at standing for the flag and how all the white supremacist does is erased our history. I'm talking about Isaiah at this point. My favorite quote by Isaiah, by the way, was, they will never let a black man be Captain America. And even if they did, no self-respecting black man would ever want to be. And see, to me, that's the premise of this whole show. And I was just in an interview with Blurred on the Street, by the way. Shout out to those queens for doing their thing, by the way. And and I and and going back though, I asked the question about who I thought the show. Uh, I, I'm sorry. And see, to me, that that was the premise of this whole show. And recently, I was asked in an interview by Blurred on the Street. By the way, shout out to those queens. They're doing their thing. If you have not 
follow them, you never heard of them before. They got a podcast and they talk about a lot of blurred topics and, you know, they do interviews and whatnot. They're um, on a couple different platforms. They're really dope. Go follow them. If you're not, I just wanted to let y'all know that. But anyway, I was asked a question about who I thought or how or about how I thought the show handled Sam finding his own footing now that Steve was gone. And I basically told um, Jill, I believe, who I met with, who I interviewed with, that I think the show just furthered mantle passing. The message here was, I want to work within a white supremacist system so I can make it better. Instead of just being your own hero in your own way. This so much reminds me of when blacks in Hollywood work for big corporations like Marvel, DC, Disney, and shit like that, and they have no and they have to buck dance to make changes. I talked about this in a previous episode too. You know, the black inside spy hustle I discussed before in the past. Niggas want to get all their bread and experience so when they get to the top they can bounce and do their own thing that's the vibe that i got from where they were going with this whole show and i've said before this type of thing can work but what i did say would need to happen is said person doing this must be on code no question about it and you know that last speech that sam did that wasn't it either that wasn't it. That was begging white folks to do right by us. Now, if he asked for tangibles as a black man, cool. But begging them to do right by us? I wasn't really with that family. Here's the thing. And this is what I wanted to say about Sam Wilson's character. Think about everything that was attached to him. He was a token. He was a carbon copy, mantle passing trope character. He was a negative black stereotype in him being a pimp. He was part of the black sidekick trope at a certain point as well, too. And at this point, y'all, ain't no telling what else they plan to do with him outside of the things I just said. I mean, shit, hopefully they put him with Misty Knight. So, you know, some old Mystic's character, her fine ass, you know. Hopefully they put him in a relationship with her, just like they had them two together in the comics. The least they could do is put this brother with a beautiful sister. You know, if, if they did all that to him already, I mean, they just pillage this character in a hundred different ways and act like, you know, he's somebody that black should actually look up to. But I just want to take a second now and I want to talk about black ownership versus black representation since I kind of talked about something that was similar. We need to speak about who that ties in, how that ties into the lesson in this podcast episode. Everyone talks about black representation like that's the goal, but we need to start asking ourselves if that's really enough. Sure, it would be great to see ourselves on screen, but we can't just have any old character or representative. We have to have a representative that was crafted with positive intent and integrity. When it comes to black characters, white media will portray them, but will throw in tropes for these characters. They do this because they want to portray their own messages to our community while also meeting a diversity quota that gives them good press. Black representation means seeing a black face, but it doesn't address the nuances of what that should look like. 
And by not addressing that, blacks allow themselves to greenlight any old disrespect that is given to us. Black ownership, however, is a different story. It's all about blacks owning our own products and telling our own stories. But the key to having black ownership is the mentality when telling, having the right mentality when telling our own stories. That's why it's important to support on code creatives who want to make authentic and interesting black characters. Black ownership means that we as blacks do not have to be underneath the thumb of white supremacy when making our content. This is why it's so important for us to be educated on our history. To me, without that, it's hard to have self-esteem to care about telling our stories properly. We can't be having Negroes in here with a bunch of self-hate who end up putting out any kind of bullshit because the white supremacist spirit within has them doing things for selfish motives. And in all seriousness, though, you have to think about your children, too. You've got to want for them to see characters that look like them, that they can look up to and admire with pride. This is why it's so important. Our children's role models have to be positive and someone who stands for something noble without strange tropes attached. They deserve that. And as quiet as it's kept, we deserve that too. Speaking of that, I finally wanted to get into, I guess now my second roast of the night. That other roast was kind of unplanned because I was a little frustrated, but I want to talk about two young ladies that I call the Shea Butter Sambos. So I made a post about, you know, who do young black boys have to look up to? And there were two young ladies who had a gripe with what I said. And at some point they decided to try to double team me because they didn't like what I had to say. And before we get to all of this, I'm sure most of you all are wondering why I'm calling them Shea Butter Sambos. Well, it's pretty simple. Shea Butter Sambos denotes a group of black women who are coonish or off code. It's a play on this black girl magic gimmick that they love to run with. These heifers are simply black women who, unlike the black women I know and love and are on code, choose to speak up unless there's a conversation about black women or intersectionalism. They typically only express disdain when they feel intersectionality is being attacked, but fail to address white supremacy's impact on blacks as a whole. These types love to present themselves as strong and powerful as the white power structure loves to also do too, but really they are just idiotic loudmouth fools with no class. They are basically hood rats with natural hair and a shit ton of shea butter. So let me explain why they're being given this title. And I'm going to have to pull up what was stated because I actually deleted the comments. It was getting a little bit toxic. And I think one of the, the people that was on there, I don't know if I blocked them or they blocked me. I don't remember the case, what the case was. I want to say they, they may have gotten upset with me, but I wanted to kind of go back to the screenshot that I took of the statements that were made so we can address it. Hold on one second. kind of going back here a little bit so I can find it. So I'll tell you what the one who at first I thought wasn't tripping as much said, but I'm going to tell you where it went. So we're going to call her Shea Butter A. 
So this is what Shea Butter A says to me. Hmm. I think LGBT actors and characters can still be seen as masculine. Just because you're straight doesn't equate to that. Jackie Robinson, in parentheses, movie has been done. Miles Morales and his father are great examples. Blade, Luke Cage, I think there's a long list. Just depends on what exactly you're looking for. So she said this in response to the fact that I said that we need somebody who is uh, the criteria I presented earlier. So I, what I say, main character, authentic, is not a goofball, is not seen as incompetent or bumbling and stumbling, is not effeminate, is not LGBT, and is either single or in a relationship with a black woman, doesn't have tropes attached to them. That was my criteria. So she was responding to that based off of me including LGBT in there so to some extent she i think was making the assumption that i was equating femininity to being lgbt and i think that's why she had that gripe and it's always by the way it's always interesting how like a lot of these folks will start you know pointing out there's something that they think is an attack on lgbt that's why i said i wish that you know the energy that some of y'all put into when you think that someone's trying to attack lgbt wish y'all would put that same energy into attacking white supremacy because i was not trying to attack lgbt i was simply trying to speak up for straight black males and having little boys be able to look up to them and then i think she also made a comment here saying she wanted to remove blade from the list of people that she had just mentioned and she said my bad now, this is what I said in response to her. I appreciate you chiming in with your perspective, but I'm going to have to disagree with the long list part and the conjecture. With the LGBT community, that type of nuancing and quote-unquote exception to the rule-ism isn't a strong debunking point, nor is it a norm. First of all, they typically aren't main characters. They are crowbarred in as a side character so they can let the audience know they are LGBT. Second, you are missing the point of what I was saying. Last the LGBT black male is made to be performative upon their sexuality, meaning not masculine. That's not much different than me saying I won't jump into an alligator pit because it's dangerous and I'll get bitten. And you say there is a 5% chance you won't. So what I'm saying isn't true. Also, I don't think I ever equated straight to masculine or gay to feminine. I expressed those traits in commas if you really read what I said. I just said white supremacy doesn't want them to be masculine as far as like the black men. Miles and his father are not great examples, nor is Luke Cage either. Miles Morales is a carbon copy of a white character with tons of other issues. And Luke Cage had tons of tropes thrown on him too. You're kind of just generally speaking and naming random things that just come off as masculine, ma'am. We should not be having a conversation on what it quote unquote depends on because my criteria was very clear. A straight black man who was masculine, a main character, no tokenism, non-feminine, not a goofball or LGBT either by himself or in a harmonious relationship with a black woman. This is not difficult or a disrespectful request. And this is something that we should want for our boys to have. So she responded to me and she said, I think the way you just responded to my comment was rude and unnecessary. Thanks for your time. Just want to take a couple seconds there for a second, family. How was what I said rude? I didn't call her out of her name. I didn't even clown her. I didn't even roast her. I didn't even say anything. So I'm trying to figure out how what I said was rude. 
and you also can't even really determine tones per se off of social media. Now you can kind of suggest that somebody may be their energy may be a little bit too much or they, it just may be off. You can kind of detect that. But for the most part, you can't really determine whether or not somebody is rude based off of the way that I typed it. You can't really determine that. Now, to me, it looked like it's over sensitivity kind of packaged into a way of disagreeing. So, so she kind of pointed to how she thought my tone was as a way to disagree instead of actually just disagreeing and saying, hey, I don't agree with what you're saying. And what I responded to her and I said was, ma'am, nothing I said was rude. I even said I appreciated your comment, which I did. And then I said it was assertive and detailed and it seems my disagreement triggered you. Your deflection actually was unnecessary. So that was the first instance of somebody who kind of was tripping because, I mean, I actually didn't have a problem with the statement that she made. I was just very detailed with her so that we could kind of straighten out, you know, that the statement from full context. And she thought that that was rude. No, ma'am, I'm not rude. You were just triggered. That was the thing. You were just triggered. So. This other chick gets on there and I didn't really have the same level of patience with her that I did with the first woman. And the reason why I didn't have the same patience is because she before was kind of like tripping and she went on another one of my posts because she didn't really like it and started liking troll comments and stuff like that after she had made the statement. So I already was kind of irritated with her. She was basically on some troll stuff is what I'm getting at. So she commented on this and she said, including LG. TBQIA plus representation as something negative is a very harmful take. LGBTQIA plus does not equate to femininity. There are plenty of little LGBTQIA plus black boys wishing they could see someone exactly like them on screen. All in capital letters black babies deserve positive representation. I mean, kids who are LGBT do not need to see somebody who's a representative on TV so much as they need somebody to speak to and to talk to the mere fact that you even think that that is what's most important to see televised on TV shows me what would be an issue if you were a parent the minute a child expresses that they needed to see another gay person on TV. The first thing, if you are a parent, that you should be asking is, how did they get to this point? Because for most parents, the, the conversation of sexuality should not even really be a thing. So if this came into fruition, the first thing that you need to ask is, how did they even make this type of discovery? Was this discovery made because they had a conversation with a teacher, an educator who said this? Was it something done to them? Was there something else that was encouraged from them? That is a conversation that you need to be having, not how can I find somebody who is on television that can relate to this child who has, for some reason, identified their sexuality. Miss me with that bullshit. I responded to her and I said, girl, you missed the whole damn point of what I was, what was being said on here. So I was a little frustrated with her. So it probably did come off rude to this second girl, but I wasn't trying to be cordial with her. I was frustrated because she already was trolling and she was like, you know, kind of big upping other trolls. This screams straw man argument, cherry picking and a lack of comprehension. Tell me where I said LGBT 
representation is negative. This conversation is about straight black boys. Don't you dare crowbar this into an all black intersections matter conversation. My focus in this post is on straight black males and seeing people like them in a world that constantly browbeats them and hates the men that they become. When you are ready to address the issue with the criteria presented, then get at me. Until then, gone somewhere with that BS. So I wasn't having it with her. She responded back and said, I didn't miss the point. You included LGBTQIA plus representation in the same sentence as other negative aspects of representation for black men on screen. Don't tell me not in, quote, in capital letters to call out your blatant bigotry. You made a similar slighting post the other day too. watch who you're talking to when you are ready to talk about your homophobia and how that directly affects black men and boys in America, then we can talk. I mean, seriously, let's really just break down what she just said. She said that I included LGBTQIA plus representation in the same sentence as other negative aspects of representation for black men. When I made my criteria, you all heard me very clearly. So riddle me this. How is asking for that character to be a main character a negative representation? How is asking for that character to be authentic negative representation? How is asking that character to be with a black woman? Or to be with, be single, negative representation. At this point, she's just saying shit. So the other Shea Butter Sambo in, liked her post and then she commented underneath and said, thank you for standing up and saying what you did. I didn't appreciate the way he came at you or I sideways like that. I also appreciate you putting the respect on the LGBTQ plus slash QIA by including all the letters and not erasing any. Have a beautiful day. And then I commented to the second chick, to Shea Butter B. I commented to Shea Butter B, whose comment I had just read to you, or read to you before this last one. And I told Shea Butter B that she can go to hell proper. And then I think I did get rid of her. I think she had unfollowed me, so I blocked her and I blocked that other Sambo. So let me tell you something, y'all. The little epithets and little statements and derogatory like defamation and all that stuff, that doesn't really bother me. It doesn't bother me for you to try to defame me for something that I know that I'm not. The truth is, family, I don't care what name someone calls me because I know it's not true. Between this and a post that I made about there being an LGBT agenda, I was attacked by the Shea Butter Sambos. And at some point, I think I was attacked by another. I think he was a gay coon. He was a coon. He might've been LGBT himself, but he was a coon as well. I made it painfully clear that my issue wasn't with LGBT and that is with white supremacy. And these morons still chose to sit here and name call on some butthurt behavior shit. The coconut oil was clogging their pores and they couldn't use their brains. So the first thing that they did was call me names and say things about me based on their emotions. Their mouth got to running, but their brain wasn't working. So these two bonnet bimbos thought it was constructive to create ad hominems when they don't even know me. 
and they choose to purposely misunderstand me. Here's my thing, family. We're going to talk about Shea Butter B for a second. Shea Butter B is exactly as I described earlier, a hood rat with coconut oil and Shea Butter. This chick presents some type of aesthetic as if she's this empowered black woman who decided to quote unquote speak on what she believed was bigotry, right? Running her mouth and never used her brain not once. She felt the need to talk about something that was that dealt with intersectionalism. To me, that is hood rat behavior except with a bunch of coconut oil and bonnets. That's what that is, family. That is exactly what that is. And I want to make it clear to any sisters who are listening to this. Me calling them shea butter sambles is not me talking about you all. There are tons of black women who I consider to be queens. I love black women. Y'all, y'all should know this by now. I shouldn't even have to explain it at this point. So when I talk about them and I call them shea butter sambles, that does not include you. If you are speaking truth to power, if you are speaking positively for the most part about black men, if you are supporting us and you know, you also are supporting other black people in general. Like you are positive about just the black community and wanting better for them and this and wanting good for them. Then no, you do not fall under the category of Shea Butter Sambo. These two chicks are Shea Butter Sambos. My issue with them is that from my perspective, you all did all of that because you purposely tried to misunderstand what I was trying to say. And you used rudeness and other things as a guise to try to drive your talking points. And I have no type of respect for that shit. And one of the chicks, she was still trying to argue back with me and she had already unfollowed me. Cause I noticed, I was like, why, then why the fuck are you responding back if you don't want to deal with nothing I said? You could have just moved on with your life. You could have just moved on. And just so y'all know, the only reason why I even commented back is because you know, it, it had been a while and I hadn't had a chance to look at the comments on this post because sometimes I get busy and wrapped up and stuff. And then after I had sent the comment, I saw, oh, she not even following me. So she was just mad. She was so mad she had unfollowed me. And I think part of it, too, was I had created another post because it was a post about Raven Simone. And it was a post about how Raven Simone had refused to make her character gay on Raven's home upon Disney's request. And there was like this uh, gay coon because I think he was he was LGBT, I think. And he was clearly on some off code shit. He was on some coon shit. And he basically came on the post and he said something about how like, well, they asked because she has a whole life or he said some shit like that. He said, tell me how you hate gay people without telling me you hate gay people. Are you fucking serious? Are you serious? And I guess I brought that up to say this chick, she came onto the post and she decided to like and kind of champion what he was saying. Like she liked what he said. And then he said something about how this is disappointing coming from you. Nigga, you don't know me. You don't even fucking know me. Talk about this is disappointing coming from you. Then you, you probably don't know what I'm about then. Because I have never been about allowing black gay people to not speak up about white supremacy. And about the way that white supremacy uses black LGBT people to 
divide the black community by portraying them more and also to try to stop the social conscious of black people while also creating population control issues. That's not an issue of black LGBT. That's the issue of white supremacy. And also too, when you say LGBT, you're not even saying black LGBT because the communities of white LGBT and black LGBT are different. So this nigga doesn't even have good discernment skills because those two are totally different. The white LGBT community oppresses the black LGBT community often. So that once again is an issue of anti-black racism. I mean, are we even going to address the issues of buck breaking? Probably not. Probably. So you, so you're including at this point by even just saying LGBT alone, you're including white LGBT in it. You're so focused on LGBT. You stopped even talking about black people. You see how that shit was. You see how that is. You stopped talking about black people. You just said LGBT. So now you're caping for white LGBT at this point. You're caping for them too. And they're definitely racist. And some of them are the reason why some of you all are gay. It's the truth. If you go back to the history of bug breaking, you'll see how that trend actually started. And I'm not saying that for all, like if you are under the belief that you were born gay, I'm not even trying to argue against that. All I'm simply saying is, is that it sounds to me that it's cool for you all to feel like you can call somebody homophobic and call them a bunch of names, call them a bigot and all this other shit, you know, just because somebody gave gay people who are cooning accountability for their actions. There's a difference between a black LGBT person and a black LGBT person who was cooning. I would never sit there and criticize somebody like a James Baldwin or somebody like Marcel Dixon for being gay because they represent, represented and represent. Rep, I say represent because Marcel is still alive. And I say James Baldwin because he's obviously not alive. They represent this idea of having this level of black consciousness and being masculine, despite the fact that they are LGBT. They represent speaking up against white supremacy and speaking up for the entire black community. That's not what y'all do. You all only care about what happens to black LGBT people. And to me, that's damn selfish. So don't you dare sit your mouth up in here and sit there and call me names because of the fact that you have poor discernment skills or, or just you're just purposefully a coon. It's one or the other. Either you can't discern a goddamn thing or your ass is just a coon. That's the reason why you all have all that shit to say. That's just the bottom line here. Coonery is not good. I don't care if it's straight. I don't care if it's gay. Gay or straight, if you're a black person and you're doing coonery, it does not matter. You will get criticized. And that's what a lot of y'all need to do. Stop acting like you all can just get away with not speaking truth to power. I'm going to keep calling it out. So if one of y'all chose to just look at this podcast for whatever reason and you hear what I'm saying right now, I'm basically telling you all, Y'all can go fuck yourselves. Every last one of you all who felt the need to either co-sign any of that, that trolling shit or anything that was said, y'all can go fuck, fuck yourselves. Y'all can fuck yourselves proper. That's all I've got to say about that. But 
anyway, y'all, the other, the other thing I was going to say too is, and this is one thing that I kind of practice when it comes to people who have issues with the things that I say. I ask questions because I, if I remember correctly, I asked this man some questions and he couldn't actually answer them because initially I said I wasn't actually going to roast this guy because, you know, it's clear that he's pissed and, you know, I just want some clarity, you know, from, from somebody who clearly is like against what I'm saying, you know, on, you know, how he feels about the things that I'm asking. So I asked him specifically. So I think this is what I said. Normally I would roast you and the eight perceived goofy Negroes who liked your comment as if it was profound. But I think I said, you ha you made a big accusation in that hood rat babble you presented, and I need you to back it up. The whole scenario literally proved everything I stated above by this comment alone. I just have some questions for you. Where did I express any hatred for the LGBT community? Where did I give any criticism whatsoever to identifying as LGBT? Do you believe Disney cares about the way the entire black community is represented? Do you believe Disney genuinely cares about the specific way blacks are represented? Then I comment on his post where he said, this is clickbait and disappointing coming from you. This nigga was over here acting like I was Captain Savacoon. <laughs> I said, disappointing coming from me. I have some more questions for you. First off, what is disappointing and what do you mean by coming from me? What were you expecting me to post? What do you think my brand is about? You act like you know me when I haven't even seen you appear on my post other than to whine about not agreeing with my opinion on one post out of over 600. If you can't answer my questions, tell me how you're a phony troll without telling me you're a phony troll. This Negro didn't answer any of my questions and he probably was insulted because I said he was a phony troll. And I don't really give a fuck. But think about that, y'all. If you got to get to the point where you can't even answer questions, but you can get on a post and get on your soapbox and sit there and try to call me names and try to say things about me that, you know, you're one are untrue. And two, you really don't know me like that to say, then why can't you answer questions? Why can't you answer anything that I'm saying? To me, that sounds like gay coonery. Family, I have not expressed a hatred for gay black people. And to call me homophobic, as a matter of fact, I've even spoken up for gay blacks quite a bit. I said that I care about the entire black community, and of course that includes gay black people. I have not called black people who are gay epithets on my platform. I didn't even say that I disagree with the lifestyle of people who are black and gay, as a matter of fact. I simply disagreed with the white supremacist plight to use black gays against the black community as a whole. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with calling out the injustice of what white supremacy is doing to the black community by using gay black people, that is. If anything, I should be mad that black people who are gay think that I should accept coonery. And I should be mad that they don't have more self-esteem to see how they're being used. And you know what? I'm going to take this a step further. When I create my comic brand, I plan to have black characters who are gay. I have no problem with black gay people. I've told you all that. 
I have an issue with this trope of using black gay people to as a weapon against the black community as a whole by over portraying them. And I've explained that in the previous podcast episode. That is not going to fly by me. That's not cool. And I'm not with that. And I will never be with that. So if you are listening to this and you just don't agree with me and you want to cancel me, you can go fuck yourself too. Because the bottom line is, is that if you don't like what I have to say, then I really don't want to be aligned with you either. Because that tells me that you're cool with cooning if it has a LGBTQIA label on it. It is what it is, though. I just wanted to tell y'all about that. Anyway, y'all, I'm going to get up out of here. I just wanted to kind of share that story with you all about what happened there and that interaction. But I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast episodes. I got a couple more that I want to present at some point after episode 50. That is going to be the end of the season. Anyway, I hope y'all have a good rest of y'all day and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.